we are not in the book of Joshua tonight. You're like, wait, wait, how can we survive? We've been in this book for 12 weeks straight. We're only on chapter 8. We've got chapter 9, and we'll get there. But we're not going to be there tonight. I heard a sermon uh, the other, uh, just a few days ago, I was, I was on a, a run, and a, a illustration that he used jumped out at me. Uh, and this is how the illustration went. The man from England heard that Rolls Royces were ad- advertised to never, ever, 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 I didn't stutter there, that was meant to do that, break down. Okay, never, ever break down. He, he was a rich man, and he liked cars. So he thought, you know what? I'm going to get me one of those cars. So he went and he bought one, paid cash for it, got the car. He drove the car for quite a while, was going for just just a ride in the car. And one day, the car broke down. I know. I, that's what I thought. I went, please tell me what happened. I can't. Don't end it here. And that's the end of the story. No. Um, so the car breaks down. So he calls Rolls Royce up on the phone, and he says, hey, I just want to let you know, I bought this car just a, a year or so ago, and I, I'm now broke down on the middle of the side of the road. So they said, sir, where are you? And he told them, right, exactly where he was at. So they said, we will send someone right out. So they put a mechanic with car parts in a helicopter. They flew it to where this man was at. He lands it, he goes to the car, he fixes the car, doesn't say a word, gets back in the the, the chop, chopper, go to the chopper, and he gets in it, and he, he, he leaves. The man gets back in his car, and the car works great. A few weeks pass, and he thinks, you know what? I never got a bill for, um, for the work that was done on the car. So, uh, and he was a man who didn't like to, didn't, if he owed someone something, he wanted to make sure he had paid it off, and so he felt like he owed them because they had sent a guy out on a chopper to fix the car. And um, so he call, calls him up and says, hey, my name is so-and-so. I, um, I, I've had my Rolls Royce was, was fixed by you guys. You sent a guy out in a helicopter a, 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 a few weeks back. And, um, and uh, so I just want to make things right. So I, I just need to know what I owe. And the person on the other line says, sir, I'm sorry, but we have no record of your car having any trouble at, at all. I hope you have a great day. Because they sell cars that never, ever, 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 ever break down. <laughs> that was my wife. <laughs> Thank you, babe. You're the only, the only one that, that, that did that. Thank you. <laughs> you know, now, now, now there's a point to, to the story. I wasn't expecting a laughter part right there. Thanks, babe. Uh, he, 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 Hebrews 9, 27 says, It is appointed for men to die once, and after this comes judgment. And you know, there's a time that we will all die, and there's a time that we will all go before judgment. Judgment before God. It says that our our deeds will be laid out. All of our deeds, everything that we've done, will be laid in front of Him. But I want you to know that those that are in Christ Jesus, that have a given, put their faith and trust in Him, and have been forgiven for their sins by Him, when they go before the judgment of God, and we say, "God, I'm so sorry for everything I did wrong," He's going to say, "I'm sorry, but I have no 
record of anything that you have done wrong. Why? Because we have been saved by the blood of Jesus Christ. That is what Easter is all about. I hope this week when you celebrated the Easter story and thought about what it meant, you're reminded of that. And as I thought about what do I want to speak in the edge after Easter, what do you say? Because we've talked a lot about sin and you know, in the edge for the past few weeks and how we've got to deal with sin, and sin is a ser- serious deal. But because of G- Jesus dying on a cross as a sac- sacrifice for our sin, taking the penalty of our sin, because he took it, when the judgment comes, we aren't judged for our deeds, we're judged for his deeds. And his deeds were right every time. So, man, let's be thankful. But Easter is now over. So the question is, now what? Easter's over. We, cel- we celebrated. We came to church. We had our new new clothes. We looked our best, got the pictures, got it up, put it online so everybody knew we went to church and looked good. You know, we, we did all that stuff. Now what? What are, what are we supposed to do? And we're going to be in the book of Hebrews chapter 12. And we aren't going to be in a whole lot of text tonight because the, the, the and this is one of my favorite text of all scripture. It's one that has encouraged me top five in my life. Some of the most times when I've been in a rough place, this is where I've turned uh, to, to, to sort of take a deep breath. So stand with me. We're going to read two verses, uh, Hebrews chapter 12, uh, beginning in verse one, ending in verse two. It says this, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely, and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despised the shame, is now seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Let, 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 let's pray together. Dear God, I thank you so much for your word tonight. Lord, as has... Easter has come to, to an end, Lord. Uh, may we know what to do next. And when you speak to us and when you call us out to follow you and to, to live for you, Lord, may we, may we run uh, and not look back. For it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. All right, everybody have a seat. It starts off and says this. Since we are, it says, therefore, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses. Now, it's referring to to chapter 11. And I encourage you tonight when you go home, tomorrow when you wake up, read Hebrews chapter 11. It's a chapter that's about the greats of the faith, these great people of the faith. And they were great people that did great things for God, but they were, they were so messed up in a lot of ways. And they, they fell and they, they fell down, but then they got up. And then they followed him. They sought after him. And they, you see in, in the word of God where they sinned. And you're like, dude, how could they do that just like we do? But then they got up and then they, they, they figured out this is what God has called me. And then they, they fought for it. It says this in, in, in Hebrews chapter 11, verse 29. It says this. This is just one small part of it. It says, by faith, the people crossed the Red Sea as on dry land. But the Egyptians, when they attempted to do, do the same, were drowned. Verse 30, by faith, the walls of Jericho fell down after they had been encircled for seven days. Do y'all know what book that's found in? Joshua, do y'all know what chapter? Chapter 6, very good. I didn't hear it, but I know you thought it. Chapter 6, 
verse 31, by faith, Rahab, the prostitute, did not perish for those who were disobedient, but because she uh, had given a friendly welcome to the spies. Okay, so this is some text that we've just read through the past month here in the edge. It's talking about by faith. So the witnesses that they talk about are these people that have lived for Christ and have gone on, that they have died. So he says, since you're surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, it names all the names of Abraham and Moses and Samson and David and all these names. But then it says this in verse 36. While it has the named faithful, it also has the unnamed faithful. It says, others suffered mocking and flogging and even chains and imprisonment. They were stoned. They were sawn in two. You know, the the writer, uh, uh, the prophet I, 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 Isaiah was sawed in two because he preached and they didn't like what he said, so they cut him in half. Okay, great to the faith, people of the faith, many suffered in great ways. It says they were stoned, they were sawn in two, they were killed with a sword. They went about in skins of sheep and goats, destitute, afflicted, mistreated, of whom the world was not worthy. You know, it says, at that point, he says, you know what? They were so great in this world that the world didn't deserve to have them there. And that's why God said, I'm, take, I'm taking you home. The suffering you're feeling, I'm taking you home. I think there's times in, the, in this life where, where God brings somebody home who is of great faith because the world's not worthy of them to, to be there. It's just a beautiful picture of faith. So that's who the witnesses are. The Greek word for witness. A witness here is martyria, which we get the word martyr from. Okay, mar, mar, martyrius. So, so it's they, these. It's talking about the, that these that gave their all for God. So, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of w- witnesses, that means that they're seeing what you're doing right now. Okay, Paul's saying, "Hey, you know those who have gone before you. They're seeing what you're doing, and they're cheering you." on. It's worth it. And then it says this, lay aside every, every weight, right? Lay aside every weight. Now, a lot of y'all didn't know me. Uh, when I first came on staff here, I was uh, the same height that I am, and I was probably 235 pounds-ish. I'm about 35 pounds less now than I was. But I was starting to run some then, uh, uh, and I didn't run a lot, and I wasn't real fast. When I was 235, I could run four miles in about 46 minutes, 59 and a half seconds, maybe, on a good day. Okay? So, I mean, you're sometimes like, going, that's not good. Okay, right. Okay? And that was just what I could do. Eight years ago or seven, I, I lost some of that weight, and all of a sudden, I could run four miles in 34 minutes. So that changed quite a bit, like 12 minutes off the pace to run. Think, why? Because, um, one, I was in be- better shape at a lighter weight. Two, there was less weight to carry, to run with, so I could, I could have a lot more speed. Weight, weight um, will slow you down. What we're going to look here in the verses we read, is talking about being in a race. He says, take, take every weight and cast it aside. I want Clay to come up here for a second. Come on, Clay. Clay had no idea he was going to do this. All right. I try, Aiden. Come on. Now, I want, I want um, Aiden, you clap real loud. You come over here. Okay. 
if we were to have a race right here where they could not, okay, these two guys are going to race to the, um, to the, the trash can, the dumpster, not in the room. We're not going to actually do this race yet. So, and back, who do you think is going to win? Clap if you honestly, who you think? Oh. Or, hey, he's got a couple. Hey, he's got some. Okay, okay, we got some people. Okay, now. Okay, Clay, here you go. Okay, Clay's got to run with this weight. 50-pound weight. Who is going to win, do you think? Clay? Or Mr. Murtha? Huh? I guarantee if we push this out and go, okay, you got to run to the main road and back, he would smoke you. Oh, no. Oh. Is that a challenge? We might have to do this at the end. We don't have time right now. All right, y'all can have a seat. Clay. Um, this was pretty... Curl! 50 pounds is a lot. Yeah, you get it. Um, so, if y'all think Clay is going to win that race, you're smoking crack, and I'll bet my house on it. Okay? Because I'll, I'll pay someone to trip him, too, and, um, and throw more weight on him. Okay? So, but would it hurt Clay to run with, with that weight? No or yes? Yes. yes? Not painfully, but would it slow him down? Yes. There, there's no doubt. Can we all agree there's no doubt it would slow him down, right? Yes. Y'all have never run with a weight before in your life. Some of you are like, running? I only run to the fridge, man, when I'm starving. <laughs> I'm with you. I'm with you. I love food. Um, <clears throat> so, gosh, where am I on my, on my notes? Uh, so it says, it says, cast aside Every weight, so everything that drags you down. Now, I want you to think about your life right now. Don't say anything out loud, but I want you to think of of your walk with God, and you think about the things that help your walk with God and the things that hurt your walk with God. And I guarantee we all have both those lists that we could write things down. And these things that hurt your walk with God, it's saying that those things weigh you down in this race that God is calling you to run for him, you can't run. You are, you are beat down. Because why? Because you're holding on to these things that, that are slowing you down. Now, it also says, and, and I love this part, it says, and the sin which clings uh, so, clo- so closely, or, or, or that uh, uh, the NIV says that easily entang- entangles us. Now, now, they, that, that's like if you were to run a race, and we were at a race just a, a week ago, a track meet, and I was with Joseph, and Joseph's like, Dad, why are those guys got those shorts on that are like really short, short? You know what I'm saying? It's like run, a, run, a runner short so that they can, I mean, our team doesn't really, because our team has, like, Yuli's got 12, 12 different uniforms. But, um, but there were like, like some short shorts on these guys. He's like, why do they, they have it? Well, this is talking about, hey, if you're going to run a race, would you run it with like a full robe on? Like something that went down to your legs and like, man, I'm taking you, bro. I'm taking, wait, let me put this on. No, no, it says, and so just as sin is in your life that, that you, because we hold, we hold on to sin. He's saying, man, just cast it away. Now there's, 
I could not think of this video clip, uh, and make sure the sound is up on it, Caden, uh, just a minute long from the movie Incredibles. Take a look at it. You want to make me a soup? You push too hard, darling. But I accept. It will be bold, dramatic, yeah. heroic. Yeah, something classic, like uh, Dinah Guy. Oh, he had a great look. Oh, the cape and the boots. No capes. Isn't that my decision? Do you remember Thunderhead? Tall, storm powers. Nice man. Good with kids. Listen. November 15th, the 58th. <laughs> All was well, another day saved, when his cape snagged on a missile. Thunderhead was not the brightest ball. Stratogale, April 23rd, 57. Cape caught in a jet turbine. You can't generalize about this. Meta Man, Express Elevator, Diner Guy, snag on takeoff, splashdown, sucked into a vortex. No capes. Right there, huh? No capes, right? Can we be that way about sin? Truthfully, what good does a cape do, right? It's for looks. It's vain. It's it's like, oh, so I look better. That's the only reason why they have capes on. Capes did not help them fly. Doesn't the same thing where she's saying no capes? We got to be that same thing about those things when we're supposed to run this race that get in the way. Man, can we be like that that crazy woman and say no capes? And then it says this. Says you gotta you gotta take this weight, cast aside the weight, throw off the stuff that that the sin that gets in the way, and then it says this: Let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Now the word for race here is agon, and agon is not a sprint; it's a marathon. Now, uh, anybody here ever run a a a, a marathon? Yep, I know, I know we've got, okay, yeah, okay, good, good. Um, a marathon, yeah, yeah. A marathon is, is something, you can't just sprint and, man, I'm just going to knock this out. I, I, I'll train, like, tomorrow, and I'll run it the next day, and I'm going to take it so long. It's going to be a piece of cake, right? If you've done it, if you've not done it, you can't even imagine what a marathon is like. I, I, I have done it when I was about 235 pounds. Brilliant me thought, hey, now's a great time for me to run a marathon. Uh, uh, eight years ago, uh, 26.2 miles, that's how far it is. Uh, I was out of shape. At mile 16, I'm running up this hill. It felt like a giant hill, but it was probably not very big. And as I'm running up this hill, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't walked yet in this whole, whole time. Okay, at mile 16, I'm running still. And an old lady goes walking past me. You know at the point where you're running, and it's just so, you're just running straight up and down almost? Evidently, that's what I was doing, but I had no idea until I saw her. It, she could have been like this, I think, because it was, I mean, she was just slowly walking past me. At that point, at, so at that point, I began to walk up the the hill, and my speed increased double uh, from, from what I was running. Um, when I hit mile 18, there's markers, and they're like, from the, the pit of the, everything bad that say, you're at this part, but you still have this far to go. And at 18, I wanted to, honestly, I wanted to crawl on the ground, suck my thumb, and pick off my shoes and, and eat them and throw them away. You know, it was just one of those moments. I just, I understood a, a wall that I hit. It was the most painful thing I'd ever experienced. 
I wanted to quit, cry, crawl, throw up, give up, but I kept going one step at a time because I knew Pastor Mike would have, would have given me grief for the rest of my life if I didn't finish a stupid race. See, it's, it's good when we have friends around us, believers around us, as we're, we're doing this race for God uh, to live our life for him that will not let us quit, right? That's why, that's why we're, we have fellowship together. That's why we're the body of Christ uh, and I finished it in a mere five hours and 48 minutes. Thank you very much. Okay, don't clap, don't clap. Um, this, um, this Christian life isn't a sprint, it's a marathon. It's, it's grueling, it's painful. There's times you're going to feel good in it, and there's times you are going to just want to quit and give up. And that's when others around you, your friends are around you go, hey, come on, you can do it, get up. Keep, 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 keep going. Keep swimming. Keep on swimming. Um, you know, verse 2 tell, 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 tells us what to do. Um, how do we run this race? How do we, once we cast the stuff aside, how, how, how can we do it? Uh, and it tells us to quit looking at other people for approval, which, man, we do that so, so too, too much. It says quit looking in the mirror and seeing if you think you're good enough or not, says quit letting excuses win the day. But I don't, I don't know about you, but excuses, man, it's embarrassing how we can just let them, we know what God wants us to do, but uh, they probably don't want to hear what I've got to say. Uh, I really need to put this money someplace else or throw my glasses away. You know, I've, you know it's just we have excuses for everything. Glad I didn't sip on them. Um, so this is in verse 2. It says this, Fixing our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy, says this, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross, he despised the shame, and is now seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Okay, so, so what does that mean? He's our example to follow. When you're running this race, who do you want to look at? Quit, to, quit trying to find a approval online with Instagram, Snapchat, whatever. Quit it because you're never going to get enough. It's not going to work. Fixing our eyes on Jesus. What do I do? Okay, how do I do that? I get in his word. I mean, I think about his word. I talk about him. I, I speak to him when I get up in the morning. Lord, help me, help me to be more like you. He showed us how to live in his life. In the word of God, we can see that. That's what we're supposed to apply. He's the example for us to follow. It says, it says, for the joy set before him, dying on the cross as a sacrifice for your sin, he said, is, was the joy set before him. Why? Because it, it, it freed you. It cost him everything, but it freed. It, it cost him everything, but gave us everything. For the joy set before him. So he, he looked past the pain, looked to what it, was, what, what it was worth. That's what we need to do when we run this race when we throw, cast the sin aside and it's going to cost us and we're, it'll cost us friendship in this world, it will cost us fun in this world and it will cost you that. How, how can I get it? Because I'm going to look past that and see the joy of, of what life is going to be like when I get, get, get to him, when, when, when I get, get to God, when I live, live for God. Endure the cross, despise the shame, and seated at the right hand of the throne of God. He overcame death in the grave so that we could have eternal life. So I've got three things for you, and then we're going to do one, one little thing here at the end. Three things. One, stop being afraid or discouraged. 
man, decide, Easter, what's post-Easter going to look like for me? I'm going to stop being afraid and discouraged. Why? Because I'm, I'm surrounded by a great cloud of witnesses. Those people, greats of the faith that I need to read about and know about, who've gone before me, who are cheering me on, who have shown me that even if you fall, you can get back up. Quit being afraid. Two, stop compromising. You know what sin is, and you know when you're in sin and not letting it go. And it's, this says take the weight that, that, that holds you back, the, the, cl- the, cl- the, cl- the cl- clothing that holds you down, cast it away. We know what it is. Stop compromising. And three, just a, a free gift right here, stop being lazy. I, I um, through the years, have had so many talks with youth and adults that go, that we're doing maybe one-one discipleship with. I'm not talking about someone I'm doing it with right now, but uh, I've had some in the past, and, and so we meet each week, and they go, oh, I just didn't have time to really to get my work done. We, I guarantee you, we will always have time to do what is important for us to do. You will always, always. There won't be a week that goes by if it's not important for you enough that, that you want to make, get, get this done. You will work it out to get it done. But we're like, well, I've got sports and school and this and that, and I just can't get this all together. What's your priority? And Easter is, 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 is done. Uh, what are you going to do about it? And the, and the fourth point is don't just sit there. Don't just sit there in life. Do something. God's calling you to serve somewhere, to be act, active somewhere. Don't just go, well, I, just, I come to youth group, I'm part of that, so that's good enough. I come to the edge, so I fill a seat, so that's enough. That's not enough for you to grow. It's a start, but you, if you, your faith is something moving, to run this race, you've got to be moving. You've got to be active. One of the greatest ways that you can be active in your faith is missions. Now, there's, there's a lot of ways to do missions. There's, um, uh, there's a thing called provisions ministry that we do the second Saturday of the month, Brian and Liam are there like, yeah, baby, yeah, baby. And Aaron, you're the part of that too. There's quite a few of y'all that have been a part of that, that each month that you help to, to bag food and to bring food. And you don't do that, only that, but you talk with folks that are in a rough part of life and you pray with them and you share Christ with them. And then there's Gracie's kit, 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 Kitchen, a thing every two weeks that our church does that to, to help feed those in the community here that are in need. But there's also trips where we go uh, to serve and to help out. And we've had a couple of those trips so far this year. I know there's a New York trip. Uh, and when that team gets back, I, I'm going to have some of those team uh, come and share about their, their trip. Because I think it's important for you to hear what peers are doing and for you to see what you can do and how God can use you. So I've, I've asked a couple of youth to share a little bit tonight about some, some, some missions they've been a part of. Uh, Jake Bell, I, I, you're, you're going to be first, buddy. Uh, but yeah, say, so, uh, so just make, make sure before he talks here, um, y'all can be a scary group of uh, people. I mean, y'all, y'all cause me to stutter. I mean, I never stutter. Uh, uh, so give them just a, give them a lot of love for folks that are up here. And uh, they're just going to give a minute or two sort of about um, their, their, their trip, what God taught them, and uh, maybe an encouraging thing to you as well. So, uh, Jake, you can go in first, buddy. 
Oh, yeah, I don't really need yeah, this. That's all right. You're good. I don't, you're I don't good. like that. I like the I'll freestyle. Okay. Like I'm Mariah Carey. Oh, you got to start. Oh, yeah, yeah. So um, this, uh, what was it? This March the 18th through the 24th, we went to Honduras. Um, do you guys know what language they speak there? Yeah, so um, it was a little hard, you know, communicating with these kids, you know, not speaking the same language. Um, we had a translator, so when we talked, you know, we shared our faith and stuff like that. I think me, Noah, anybody else? Uh, Wesley, did you share your testimony? Kaylee? Clay shared? We all shared our testimony. Um, and these, are, these aren't like adults. I, I know Tristan and Liam's dad, they shared, uh, some other adults shared their testimony, but it's real cool seeing, you know, people our age going to a different country and sharing their testimony with, um, you know, kids that speak totally different languages. You know, they don't know what you're saying, but when the translator says it, you know, they, they get an idea. Um, and something I, I learned over this um, this mission trip, yeah, um, is God can use you in, in crazy ways, whether it's a sport you play, whether it's, you know, you're really good at, you know, like some weird guitar. Sorry, not, not weird. Sorry, Clay. Um <laughs> And, uh, like, for instance, me and Noah, we, uh, we stayed the night at the boys' home that we went to, um, the project, and one night, uh, it was pouring rain, middle of the night, we're playing soccer, and it's really cool how God can use us to, to, you know, show love with these boys, and we don't even speak the same language, but we can play the same sport for hours and hours, and I think that's really encouraging, and I encourage every single one of you guys to get into a mission trip outside of the U.S. All right, thank you. Good job, buddy. It's always tough to go first, but Jacob, I knew, would be up for the challenge. Caitlin Oglesby, would you come up? She, she was on a different trip. I'll, I'll, I'll let her um, share that. Here, can you hold the mic? I think I can. Okay, so my name is Caitlin, and I went to India um, February, um, beginning of February, and um, India is a place where there's um, over 1.3 billion people there. And 95% of those people have never heard the gospel, never heard of Jesus' love. Um, so what we do while we're in India is we're, we usually go and walk on the streets and we share the gospel, um, try, just trying to start up normal everyday conversations. Um, so we'll, be, we'll ask them, like, what do you believe? And we use that as an opportunity to share, like, well, this is what I believe. So um, one thing that really stuck out to me or how God moved in my life while I was there was um, I wanted, like, just walking down the streets and realizing how, like, some of these people have never heard the gospel before. And it was really, like, tough, like, seeing, like, they've never felt what I've experienced, Jesus' love or his peace. Um, But then there was also a sense of, like, selfishness in me, like, oh, well, what are they going to think? Like, how are they going to respond to this? So one verse that really stuck out to me was um, 1 Corinthians 2, 1 through 5. And it says, Dear brothers and sisters, when I came to you, I did not come preaching God's secret with fancy words or a show of human wisdom. I decided that while I was with you, I would forget about everything except Jesus, Jesus Christ and his death on the cross. So when I came to you, I was weak and fearful and trembling. My teaching and preaching were not with words of human wisdom that persuade people, but with proof of the power that he, the Spirit gives. This was so that your faith would be in God's power and not in human wisdom. And this kind of stuck out to me, just realizing that I don't have to, like, speak, like, the perfect words, or, like, I get, I can share the gospel with them and plant a seed um, in them and just help them and pray for them still that they will be able to come to faith with Jesus one day. And, um, 
so how you guys can pray for India is you can pray that um, the people that they will hear the gospel while they're there. Um, the pe- the people there they hear the gospel and that um, for the missionaries there as they go out and share the gospel. And um, you can also pray for the Indians. Um, it's illegal to to convert to a different religion. Um, and most of the, they're usually, we met a lot of Hindus and Muslims. So you can pray that um, they will have courage whenever they face persecution. So, yeah. Great job, Caitlin. Uh, Noah Walsh, come on up. All right. Uh, what's up? I'm Noah. Um, um, so I was, like Jake, part of the Honduras team. So we went there uh, a few weeks ago, two weeks ago. Um, and a lot of y'all probably weren't here for this, but a few years ago back at our church, we had a shirt. And it said, on the front it said, it's not about me. And on the back it said, it's about God. And um, I think this trip was just like, it just um, it showcased that in so many different ways, just that like on the trip, it's not about you. It's not about your comforts or your your desires, what you want. It's about just serving God and loving on uh, God's children, and um, that was just something that like really stood out to me. How it wasn't about us; it was all about God and how we were serving Him. Um, another little side note was that um, it was easy to show love there just to the little kids. They're just, like, cutest things ever. So little kids. So it was easy to just showcase God's love to them and to just, like, be there for them. But know that the love you showcase to people here can have the same impact as the love that you showcase to those kids. So um, I encourage you to just uh, get on a team if you can, to just go somewhere. Great experience. I think we're going to have a few teams uh, coming around this next year. Um, so, yeah, just do it. Thank you, bud. And last but not least, we have Sylvie. Come on down, Sylvie. <laughs> That's great. Okay, so I went to Honduras with the team of our spring break. And one of the amazing experiences that I saw was that you don't have to do like a lot to show love to others, like just a little action, make those little kids happy. And um, I've made an impact on those kids, like sharing the love and letting them know that God loved them. And then um, I also, something that I learned that I saw what I how I wanted to serve God is that um, when I get older, I want to become a doctor, but then serve in the missionary field, like my free time, I guess. And um, that's the way that I want to serve God through my walk of faith. And I would really like the mission trip. And if I would go again, I would. And I totally encourage you guys to go because it's totally life-changing experience. So. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, Sylvie. I can't, I can't say it enough how important it is for you to... Life is so much better 
especially the Christian life, I think life in general, but the life with Christ is so much better when we look less at ourselves and more at those around us, uh, that we, we love our neighbor as ourself and we, we, we put their needs above ours. You'll find that those things that, that are riding on you, that are getting you down, they're just not that big anymore. A lot of our team saw that went on this trip this past week were like, man, when I get home, I'm not going to co- complain about anything. Uh, because uh, you, you've got, once you see conditions that some of these kids are in, but the joy that they have in spite of the con- conditions they're in, if you come home and you complain about anything, you're like, I'm a loser. And I, I mean, you just can't. It just, it just doesn't compute. It doesn't make sense. So I encu- encourage you for Easter, don't let it just go away and go, oh, well, that's done. What, what are we going to do next for this next week? Or, man, just sort of be in prayer on, on, on what God wants you to do. How are you supposed to run this race? What sin do you need to throw off right now? We're going to throw, there's about to be a video. It's a, just a three-minute three video that, that Clay put to, together from our um, Honduras trip. And uh, so you can get to see some of these kids and some of the, the place that we were at. We want you to be in prayer for this place and be in prayer for these kids. And like sort of was shared before, uh, we hope to have maybe two. This place is in great need for, for our church to come more than one time a year. So we're looking at two or three times a year, uh, one time during spring break, one time at the end of summer. So there's really two opportunities for youth to go where you're off from school. And then one more time where a team of, of men will go and just help to build. Uh, so be in prayer, but take a look and just sort of think, God, what, what do you want of me right now as you watch this video? Therefore, since we're surrounded by such a great cloud of, of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and sin which clings so closely and let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. And what, what race is set? Are, are, do you even see the race? Because there's one running for Christ your life for Christ that's just right there. Run this race, fixing our eyes on, on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, despised the shame, and is now seated at the right hand of the throne of God. Man, that is my challenge for myself and for everyone here. Let's, let's pray together. Dear God, I thank you so much for uh, the students getting to share some about the trip and the work that's put onto the video. Uh, Lord, the uh, opportunities that you give us, Lord, uh, Lord, help help us to, where it's easy to go someplace else and, and love, Lord, may we do that same thing here. Uh, may we not wait till a mission trip comes back to, to show the love of God to those around us, uh, to reach out even when it's hard or when we're scared. Uh, give us courage, help us to be bold. Lord, the sin that weighs us down, Lord, help us to be brave even right now to cast it aside. Uh, to hate it, to hate it to the point where we want nothing to do with it and we, we run away from it. Lord, help us just to, to follow you and run this race well. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen.